Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name is Tyson Sharp, and after coaching hundreds of online entrepreneurs, it became very clear that the vast majority were looking to grow a successful business unconsciously as a solution to feel enough, to feel worthy, to even feel safe and secure. And so it's in this podcast where we face those internal challenges head on and we do it through self-connection, we do it through elevated consciousness and heartfelt courage so that you can learn how to build a successful and aligned business simply as a byproduct of your personal awakening. So when you're ready, take a deep breath and I'll see you on the inside. Okay, guys. Well, first of all, I want to introduce you to Christina. Everyone grab your teas. Christina is an absolute superstar. I found her on YouTube, as some of you also have done. Uh, I'm not too sure when you started your your YouTube channel, but it's just blowing up. You know, over over 120,000 subscribers, and and as your stats say, about 10,000 new subscribers every month. Um, that's not what you're on here for. You're on here because of the content that's in your, in your page and in your channel. Uh, Christina basically has a super skill in helping people transition through their spiritual journey and especially through those harsh emotions and all those, all those, uh, all those things that come along with, with your spiritual journey and your spiritual growth and helping you find your calling and live your passion and all those things that, uh, that also come up when you're trying to live the best life you can. And so everyone on here is business owners or, or at least in the business world in some way. And a lot of people are affected by the randomness, the chaos, the, the journey that we're all going on together in terms of, in terms of this coronavirus. And so I thought it would be awesome for Christina to jump on and share a little bit about what she's what she's been doing who she is what she is and uh and we can basically we can basically go through a, a conversation of how to find your calling through this chaos because so many people are asking what does this mean what do i do next what does this mean for my business and a lot of you are asking okay what's the opportunity here what can i learn about myself what does this mean deeply and what does this mean in terms of moving forward how can i move forward in the best way that's to do with my growth and so um, I knew Christina was going to be the perfect person because she's been working with me. I've been jumping on calls with her and she's been coaching me through a lot of the transition that I've been doing through allowing my feminine through, uh, spiritual teachers of like, of Taoism. She, she recommended this book for me. I was already studying the Tao Te Ching and, and Taoism and ancient uh, wisdom. And she recommended this book. But just change your thoughts, change your life, which is Wayne Dyer, who's living the Tao for a year. And everything in there has just resonated with me at such a deep level. It's definitely on path with where I'm at in my journey and, and my growth. And so Christine has been a huge help in helping me understand a lot of different things moving forward and, and recognize some patterns within me that I didn't recognize within myself. Um, so she's, the, she's the, the go-to expert when it comes to learning about how to transition through this uncomfortable phase of learning and, uh, and, and on your spiritual growth. So Christina, welcome. First of all, uh, I'd love it if you just for a minute, uh, just to explain a little bit about what you do, how you do it and, and why it is you're on this journey. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thanks, Tyson. Um, so I'm, um, you know, I'm a life coach, a spiritual teacher. Um, I specialize really in, in, in the heart. So my coaching specialty is really heart based. Um, and I guess I've developed this, this expertise. I use air quotes because, you know, we're never experts in anything really. We're, we're always, we're always learning and on, you know, on the path. But, um, through kind of experience and trial and error, I, I sort of became an, an expert in helping people navigate very difficult life transitions, including spiritual awakenings. Like many of my clients 
didn't even know how to use the term spiritual awakening when they reached me or, re or reached my videos. A lot of people started finding my videos randomly and they didn't even know that what they were going through was called the spiritual awakening. They were just going through very difficult uh, life challenges and they didn't know what to do about them. So that's, that's sort of how I started to specialize in the whole, you know, navigating, helping people navigate through difficult spiritual awakening processes and, you know, learning about what their, what their sole purpose was, what they're doing here on earth, on earth, what they're meant to do. So that's, that, that's kind of phase two of my life. I, my background is really, I'm, I'm a clinician. I'm a trained clinician. I, I, I have a doctorate degree in physical therapy and a specialty in neuropediatrics. So I was actually a clinician for 10 years, uh, for a decade. Um, so I was very science-based and then, you know, just like so many of my clients, my life sort of fell apart. And so at that moment I decided, wait a minute, <laughs> I've been living my life a certain way and things haven't worked out so well. So now it's time to start some, to try something else. And so that's basically how I went from being a clinician to a life coach. Um, and you know, I myself went through a very difficult spiritual awakening. And so that's that pretty much all of my experience is what I use in, in my, in my teachings and in helping clients is, is basically just helping them go through a lot of the same things I went through. Um, so YouTube is, is been a really fundamental part of that. I started YouTube in 2014, but I started as pretty much my whole business. I started it intuitively, didn't even know it was going to lead to a business. Uh, but sometimes, you know, the best things come out of unexpected, <laughs> unexpected twists and turns. So I, I started my YouTube channel in 2014 just on an intuition that I had to put out weekly videos for people. But I didn't even have a website. I had, I don't think I had even started coaching yet. Uh, maybe I had started coaching, but it was just like in the beginning, I didn't even consider it a business. And it was just on this intuition. I had no idea. I had no, I no idea about video, audio. I had no idea how to make videos. So I had to learn everything from scratch. And you know, it was it was wild because I did videos for four years with like nothing happening in my channel. You know, I think I had like a couple thousand subscribers for four years. And then it was really things really took off uh, last year, two thousand beginning of two thousand nineteen. I started the year with like 8,000 subscribers and I ended with a hundred thousand and it's just been, you know, everything, everything just, just really multiplying very quickly and expanding very quickly. So that's a little bit in, in a nutshell, awesome. <laughs> how I got here, how you found me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the, uh, I think you tapped into something that a lot of people will be feeling right now. And that is that they're feeling these you know, different patterns coming up and some things that I've been talking about in the podcast and some things I've been talking about on the, on the uh, group coaching calls, things like that is that when you feel these uncomfortable emotions due to the external circumstances, it's generally the opportunity to look at the sides of us that we haven't had to look at before. Um, but you tapped into a, a topic around people don't really know what's their, what their spiritual awakening is or, or if what, what it is they're going through, they just know they're feeling uncomfortable. They just know they're going through something and they're not too sure how to describe it and how to go through it. Uh, what would you sort of, what would you, what advice would you give to someone on how they know what they're going through in terms of their spiritual awakening and how that sort of makes sense of all these uncertainties in them? Yeah. Yeah. So, so usually, you know, for a lot of people that reach me who, who don't even know that, that that's what they're going through, they're going through an awakening uh, process and they have no idea because a lot of, you know, Western culture, there are very few cultures that know how to give this the name that it is <laughs> very few cultures. And, you know, especially in the Western world and we're, we're just very, we're very, um, we're very focused on the mind and we don't, we've lost a, a lot of our, of our traditions in terms of whether it be uh, native first people traditions, shamanic traditions, we've lost a lot of that. And, and so we've, we've become very disconnected from the cycles of nature, from, from just nature itself. And the moment that we became disconnected from nature, we became disconnected from ourselves. And so a lot of us have just been living very robotic lives and we just do kind of, you know, what we're supposed to do, what, what our society tells us, what culture tells us. And so a lot of times what I tell people, the, the, probably the way to diagnose whether you're having a spiritual awakening or not 
is you start to ask really profound existential questions. And one of them is the one that I asked and the one that pretty much every client that reaches me asks is they'll, they'll say a statement like, there's got to be something more to my life than this. There's got to be something more than this. And the moment that you say that, the moment that you say there's got to be something more to my life than this, that's already signaling that you're going through a spiritual awakening because it's already, it's already the language of the subconscious mind, the language of the soul that's coming through. And so as soon as you start to ask these, these really substantial existential questions, the, the awakening has already started. You just, you just didn't notice. <laughs> you just didn't notice on a conscious level. By the time those questions reach your conscious mind, you've already started the process of the spiritual awakening. And so, you know, by the time these uncomfortable emotions come up, it's the, the process has already started because that's the reason why uncomfortable emotions come up. They come up because you've already been triggered into an awakening. You didn't notice it, but you notice it when you start to feel, when you start to feel crappy, when you start to feel as certain emotions come up that you didn't really, haven't really dealt with before or didn't want to look at before. And now they just rage to the surface. They all come up. And that's a very normal, normal process in, in the awakening phase. You, you know, you don't even have to call it a spiritual awakening. You can just say awakening. It, it's just when you start to wake up from the slumber of unconscious living, these are the things that happen. And, and sooner or later, you're going to have to, to address the fact that certain emotions that may have been in you for a really long time without being processed, they're, they're going to be one of the first things to come up to be looked at. I think that's a really so, good so that, way. So that's to kind of an easy way. Because if we, because some people might not be into, you know, spirituality, and, and like you said, they might not know what the term awakening means. Uh, for me, I really start to see it as recognizing, like you said, where you, when you're living in unconscious, when you're living unconsciously and just living in your shoulds, you're just going forward in your life because this is what you think you should be doing. And then whether it's a job, whether it's a way of behaving, whether it's certain relationships, certain particular patterns, and more and more you just start becoming more aware of, of not necessarily what you should be doing, but there's some callings that are like, uh, there's some callings that say, I feel like I should be doing something different. I feel intuitively that there's a different path for me. There's, there's something that is, uh, there's something that's in me that feels aligned or feels in flow when I do this. And that's when you, that's when you're describing, you ask yourself better quality questions or just different questions of, you know, why am I here? Different questions along what, what am I here to do? How am I here to serve? What am I here to contribute? Uh, Surely this doesn't, you know, surely this, this is, there's a different meaning, there's a deeper meaning here. And that's where you start to have those questions come up. And when you say, spirit for me it's more around the part of you that's you know beyond your physical body it's beyond how how would you sort of describe describe the spirit and so people know that this is something to do with that's that's more than just what their what their actions and who they are yeah well well it depends on uh, you know it depends on what your belief system is really because you know there there's a really popular book by by uh, uh he's a, i think he's a neuro no he's not a neuroanatomist he was a i think he was a neuroanatomist or a, a neuropsychiatrist or sam harris uh i i don't really remember his specialty but i'm pretty sure he's an either a neuropsychiatrist or a neuroanatomist anyways so sam harris has a really popular book called waking up and, and what's interesting about Sam Harris's book is that he's an atheist <laughs> and he's talking about spiritual awakening. <laughs> so, so that starts to give you an indication of how the term spiritual awakening doesn't have to apply for any kind of woo woo, you know, more, more spiritual, uh, esoteric concepts. It could be literally for someone who's an atheist like Sam Harris is. And so the way he describes awakening is simply you coming to a point where you become more and more mindful of how you feel, of what you think, what your internal environment is telling you. So there's nothing woo-woo about that. So that's Sam Harris's view. On my end, of course, I get more woo-woo. You know, I have a different different experience in terms of, of you know, a different background and different experience in terms of Sam Harris. So for me, spirit just means that part of you that's way beyond the mind. That's all it means to me. 
So it's the part of you that's not the conscious mind. It goes way beyond it. And that part of you is much more intelligent than the mind, much more intelligent than the mind. Anything that we think we can do with the mind, uh, you know, your spirit can, can go way beyond it because it's an intelligence that's literally imbued with everything. So, yeah. so it's much more intelligence. The mind, the mind is a wonderful tool. It's extremely limited, though. So, so that's, you know, that's, that's how I define spirit is just basically the part of you beyond conscious reasoning, beyond okay. mind. Beautiful. Let's, let's get some, uh, first of all, make sure if everyone who's watching and, and tuning in, make sure your chat set to all panelists and attendees, uh, so that everyone can see, but I love it. If you guys maybe type in one, if, if you're starting to ask yourself these questions, if you're starting to ask yourself these different quality questions of, why am I here? Uh, surely this doesn't mean everything. What, what, what am I here to do? How am I here to contribute? Uh, is this, is this type of question resonating with you guys in terms of, in terms of where you're at? We have Michelle, Andrea, Barbara, Illy. Kimberly saying she loves Sam. Marissa <laughs> <laughs> saying, went through it and keep going through it. Arena. Yes. Totally resonates. Awesome. Perfect. So I think it would be really cool to, to take this conversation in the direction of, of everyone here. Cause if you're going through some uncomfortable emotions, if you're going through uncertainty, if there's chaos in the world that's, uh, that's happening externally and everyone else is freaking out, uh, in terms of, in terms of our growth, in terms of our spiritual growth, what would you say the first step is? in terms of in terms of understanding these emotions what we're going through and how we can use this this opportunity for our spiritual awakening for our spiritual growth moving yeah. forward yeah so so what's going on in the world right now is is um you know it's it's scary to a lot of us and it's very normal for us to feel things like fear and anxiety and and all of these different emotions it's part of being human but but what this virus is doing you know i i I, I'm I'm a, a very very big fan of Taoism, and I think that you know that book that I recommended for you, uh, Tyson, is is it just comes from my from my extreme you know just love of 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 Taoism because the Taoist tradition is probably the tradition in the world. Yeah, there's there you go. The Taoist tradition is probably the the tradition in the world that most understands the cycles of nature aside from from shamanic traditions. But shamanic traditions they don't tend to write things down. So they don't write books. <laughs> A shamanic tradition is based on passing on information from student from you know shaman to apprentice to apprentice to apprentice so you know first people um first peoples of the world tend to pass their knowledge down through word of mouth they don't write a lot and so what taoism does is it's given us a written record of of you know taoist philosophy and how they think and taoism to me is perfect because they're constantly learning about the cycles of nature and what's happening right now is exactly that so this pandemic goes across the world and if you observe the way that if you call this pandemic a part of nature because it is it's a virus it's a part of nature and if you start to observe what it's telling us even from a non-spiritual perspective what is this telling us well there's a virus out there my freedoms are being curtailed i can't leave my house in a lot of instances i don't i don't know if you guys are in quarantine there but in a lot of countries here in portugal we're in quarantine and in a lot of countries we're in quarantine so I can't go to an airport. I can't fly anywhere. I can basically shouldn't even be driving anywhere. I'm in my house. So what's happening is my freedoms are being curtailed and my walls are closing in on me. <laughs> and so what that is, what nature is telling me is stop. That's, that's, that's point one. Nature is telling you to stop. And, and then you start to think, well, why is nature telling me to stop? Well, maybe you've been moving too much. Maybe you've been using too much masculine energy. Maybe that masculine energy has been misdirected. Maybe you've been doing a lot of things in your life, but maybe the doing, 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 doing wasn't in accordance with what your spirit wanted to do. So maybe the planet is just saying, hey, reset button. Everybody goes in a timeout and you all go sit in your corner <laughs> and you go think about your lives. <laughs> not, not just think about your lives, but think about whether you're in harmony with yourself 
whether you're in harmony with nature, because this is, whenever things like this happen, we must ask ourselves whether we are in harmony with nature. That, that's, that's a profound question that we need to ask, because whenever there's harmony in nature, there's harmony. Whenever there's disharmony in nature, something happens like a plague, like a, a virus that goes everywhere, like wildfires that are uncontrolled. There's, there's gotta be some kind of disharmony in nature for these things to happen. So if there's disharmony in nature, there's disharmony in me, because I'm a part of nature. And so you have to start asking these questions. Okay, well, this virus is making me stop. Okay, so what do I do when I stop? How do I feel when I stop? That's a huge question for us, because so many people are in their houses right now and they are literally climbing up the walls. Why? Because they're not used to stopping. They're not used to non-action. There's an extreme judgment against non-action, right? Especially for entrepreneurs. I mean, if we're all entrepreneurs here, you know, we are taught to just hustle and do and do and do and accomplish. A life of success is a, a life of doing. And so we've, we've been trained to believe this. We're constantly on the hustle. We're constantly doing, doing, doing. And so now nature has said, no, now you need to stop. And so in this moment, that's when we need to start working with what we have in front of us. There's no point in trying to climb up the walls. There's no point in fighting against. That's another thing that Taoism talks a lot about is the concept of, they call it Wu Wei. Wu Wei means to go with the flow of life. And so if you're sitting at home right now and you're climbing up the walls and you're trying to figure out, you know, a checklist for your business and what you're going to do and making plans and all these things, you're not using the energy properly. You're going against the grain of the energy because the energy is asking you to stop. And so this is what we're working with. And, and it's not easy because the majority of us in the world, whether we're women or men, we're masculine dominant in our energy. And that means we're doers. We do more than we are in a state of non-action. And so right now, and, and I've been saying this to clients a lot, I've been sharing this with my personal clients, the people who master this energy that we're in right now, the people who master it, who master its particularities, because this is a feminine dominant energy that's on the planet right now. <laughs> the energy that closes the walls on you and makes you stop is a feminine energy. And so I've been telling my clients, guys, if you master this energy right now, when you when this pandemic ends, you're going to be out of the gates and you're going to be you're going to be accomplishing a lot in the world and you're going to be on track with with your soul mission and with what your inner being with what your real self wants to do. But but it's challenging for those of us that are yang <laughs> masculine dominant energies for the entrepreneurs that are out there doing 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 this is a difficult energy to work with, but, but we can do it. We could do it. Totally. And this is what I've been, this is why I've been describing my, uh, my decision of sitting down and sitting for six hours when I started my extended meditation uh, journey, when I sat down for six hours in, in one day, just in silence, the reason why I felt pulled to do that is because I was freaking out about doing that. And and what Christine is saying is it's such a huge calling for us right now. Nature's telling us to slow down. Nature's telling us to stop and look in and to move from more of a masculine dominated energy to a feminine. And if that's hard for you, that's probably why you should do it because it's what will come up are our patterns that we uh, have been avoiding by taking action. Would you agree? Mm hmm yeah, and so totally, would, totally. Um, and and yeah, and 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 just to add something here, Tyson, too, to that to that, when you get through the 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 uncomfortable feelings that come up, when you get through asking those questions and and specifically asking, because any time that there's a resistance to sit, any time that there's a resistance for non-action, and you don't have to meditate. Not everybody's a meditator, but just asking yourself, can I sit on the couch and just contemplate for a little while? Am I able to do that? It doesn't have to be meditation, but am I able to just sit with myself? Can I put my phone down and can I sit with myself just contemplating my life? And, and if this is difficult for you to do, then you know right away that you have issues to resolve within you. <laughs> 
because if I didn't have anything within me that I was unwilling to see, I wouldn't have a problem sitting down. I wouldn't have a problem stopping. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem being with myself. So the moment that I feel uncomfortable is because there are issues to resolve within me, uh, you know, within myself. But there's another piece to the puzzle too that happens in these moments. And this is where the gold mine is for entrepreneurs who know how to work with this energy. When I get through working with my own inner emotions and how uncomfortable they are sometimes and whether I have stuff from the past that needs to be healed, whether I'm in alignment with what my soul wants to do or what my spirit wants to do, then we have really important questions coming up, which is, you know, what do I want to do with my life? What, what would be in alignment with me? How do I want to move forward? How do I want to serve? Because, you know, to me... That is the top question that an entrepreneur should ask in this new energy and moving forward. It's not, how can I make money? It's not, how can I build an empire? It's, how may I serve? That's the number one question of the new era entrepreneur, the heart-centered entrepreneur. And the heart-centered entrepreneur is the future of this planet. So we're finished. It may not seem on the outside, but we are finished with the types of entrepreneurs that pillage that that destroy nature that that just make money for stockholders we're we're finishing with that and now we're coming in more to an era where people who are going to make a lot of money are the people that are serving the most and so yeah. those questions come up and you get a lot of answers around that by being in this state of non-action you can't find these answers you you can't find your how you may serve you can't find these answers unless you stop <laughs> there's there's no way because you need that silence you need that time you need a little bit of space in your head to to get to these answers so so that was something i wanted to add to yeah and how opposite is that to what we're generally taught and what the general the general energy of what an entrepreneur is about and that's what I find is a huge shift now and that's why I feel called and I'm feeling pulled in my recent journey to uh, share Ainstein wisdom into the modern day business and so and to bring things like Taoism and Buddhism and everything like that and it's 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 sort of like a like chapter 15 I believe of the Tao is all about living an unhurried life it's all about deeper levels of, of stop and reflect and go within and trust and flow with nature and, 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 and trust that whatever unfolds is meant to unfold. Right. And, and just have this deeper level of guidance. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that there's so much more that flows out of you when you tap into that energy. Like before this call, um, I generally, before this call, I generally send out a lot of uh, messages to remind people of the call and stuff like that. And even an hour before this call, I'm like, you know what? I'll send a few messages to the groups and stuff like that and have a few reminders, but I'm just going to sit. I just, I just sat and I observed my, my garden out here and I just sat with it and I, and I, I, I felt, I, I said, you know what? How may I serve? I asked my heart, how may I serve? And the answer was relax. The answer was just relax. Who's, who's going to show up is meant to show up. The energy you present is meant to be there. The, the, the value will be there if you are present, if what's flowing out of you is from your heart. So just sit with it, tap into it. And, um, and that's just been an energy shift for me in the last few months, just in terms of what to do in my business. And so I know a yeah. lot of business owners are asking me the question, oh my God, with this pandemic, what do I do? What do I do with my business? What, what decisions do I make with uh, you know, my pricing, what decisions do I make with my marketing? What strategies are going to work the best? All these different things. And it comes back to the question that you're, that you're asking is how may I serve? And to, and to ask that deeply and to find those deep answers, it's to stop and go within. Would you agree? Yeah, totally, totally. And, 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 you know, what's interesting, because I, I just saw a comment, I think it was, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at the comments to, to see if it, what questions are coming up and all that. And there was, there's a comment here, I think it's Illy, I think the name is Illy, yeah. seems like a nonprofit mindset. So I, I want to, I want to go over that. That's a great, um, that's a great point that I, that I want to address. So when, 
when we start talking about this new way of doing business, a lot of times, and, and it may seem counterintuitive and it may seem like, you know, like, like this comment, you know, seems like a nonprofit uh, mindset. It's not at all because what's happening is when you begin to ask the question, how may I serve? And you start to use your strengths and your skills to serve the public or to serve an audience, to serve in what in whatever capacity is right for you, you make so much more money than if you had than if you were trying to chase money, which is really interesting. And and a lot of things that are happening. So so this isn't this isn't a nonprofit mindset at all. This is a mindset of aligning your business with what your soul is meant to do. And when you align your business with what your soul is meant to do, you're gonna make a lot more money than, than if you didn't. I mean, I'm making a lot more money than I ever had as a clinician, and I wasn't making a pretty good living as a clinician. So, so once I shifted my, my, uh, my business into being something more centered with what I was really supposed to be doing here on Earth, everything, everything changed for me. But the other point that I want to bring up is we are trained, and this is what's hard for us a lot of times, we are trained to believe that money comes through hard work, that we must constantly be hustling in order to make money. So we're made, we're programmed to believe that money comes through hard work and we're programmed with a bunch of different beliefs, whether it's the belief from all over the world, every culture in one way or another, every language has this belief. Money doesn't grow on trees. No matter what country you come from, everyone has ever, has always heard a variation of that. What does that mean? Money doesn't grow on trees. It means you got to go out there and you got to fight for it. Got to work hard. And this is something that we have left over from the industrial revolution when people were really, really scraping it, you know, really had to work hard. We're in totally different energy now. And so what's happening now is when you learn how to tap into the new levels of consciousness that are here, you end up making a lot more money than you were before. And here's the thing, you make it with a lot more flow without having to kill yourself, <laughs> without having to stress out, without having to overwork, without having a nervous breakdown. So you can do all of this and still be abundant and still be wealthy, but you're doing it with totally different energy and you're doing it without the hustle that we're trained to believe is, is, is what you know, a successful entrepreneur is supposed to be like. And that's what I've been talking about on the podcast in a few episodes and with a lot of people in the calls is that when you basically you, the way, the way I find this works is because when you're in flow and when you're not, and when you're doing it to serve the way this is such a huge profound shift is because generally when you're going out and trying to make the money and hustle and use your masculine energy and hard work, it's generally because you're trying to fill that void within yourself that says, when I make that money, I'll feel enough. When I make that money, I'll feel how I want to feel internally. When I make that money, uh, my life is going to be so much better. But when you stop and you actually do the inner work and you actually feel you work through these things that are coming up, the reason why I feel drawn to serve so much and the reason why I now am feeling more and more aligned with it is because I don't feel like I need money in order to feel enough. I don't feel like I need mm -hmm. a huge audience and massive external success for me to live a fulfilled life because I've sat with this for two hours a day in silence and just felt it and just, and just, and just being with it. And therefore what comes up is serve is make a difference is be an example is, is all these things my heart's telling me. And then I make the money, and I, I and and the and the growth of the group and everything like that, just as a byproduct. And so, that's why I'm finding it's such a huge shift. And like a lot of people might uh, might sort of have this as a bit of a conflict within their beliefs. And I believe that the masculine hard work and hustle was in our expansion. It it used to be in our expansion. Uh, you know where where it was, it was, uh, you know, leading to more results. Um, what I find now, and a lot of you can start to feel the shift is that 
actually, the more hard I work, the more I feel like I'm in conflict with myself. <laughs> the more I feel like I'm in conflict. So even if I do achieve, and if I do make a lot of money, I'm still at conflict with myself. I'm still in a space where I'm not happy with my life and what I'm doing. And all I've just been doing is manipulating to get a certain result rather than just feeling what's flowing out of me and what's in my heart's alignment. Is there anything you would, is there any particular steps or tips or advice you'd give for someone who's, uh, for someone who's now willing to look in, for someone who's now willing to stop and say, okay, I'm willing to follow my heart now. I'm willing to find my calling uh, through this, like, like the title, through this chaos. Is there any specific things you'd give for, for the people on this call? Yeah, so, so I think right now in this particular moment, um, we are being called to stop and we're being called to reassess. And so what that means for you can be different, right? Like for, for some of us, it doesn't mean this moment here for all of us, it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. So some of us are going through this stop phase in our lives right now and we're stuck in our apartments and we're just, you know, we're, we're in quarantine or whatever. But, but some of us, we're on our soul path already. And so what this is called for, for people who are already on their soul path, who have soul-centered business or who have their heart-centered business, who are, who are on their path and, and have done that work, the questions for those people are a little bit different or for those entrepreneurs are a little bit different. This is just a check-in point for, for those people. So this is, you know, am I, am I aligned? I'm just going to check in. Uh, have, have I, has what I, what I've been doing in my, in my business right now, is it aligned with me? So it's a little bit of a check-in for the people who are already, who have already done the work and already started on their, on their, you know, kind of heart centered business. For the people who haven't, for the people who've been hustling and then suddenly they have to stop, that's a different level of work. So now you have to start with, with earlier questions. So am I doing what I love? That, that's always a great question to start with. Am I doing what I love? Because if I'm not doing what I love, this is something that I always train clients because sometimes people say to me, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. What the hell does my soul want? What does my heart want? I have no idea. I've never been in contact with my intuition. I've been, you know, my mind has been leading the way. So you're asking me to tap into my intuition. I have no idea what the hell that means. And so a lot of times we start with basic questions. And the first basic question that I start with training intuition is, am I doing what I love? Because here's the thing. I, I always tell people your passions your excitements, your joys, they are intimately connected to your gifts and your gifts are intimately connected to your life mission, what you're supposed to be doing here. You are programmed in your DNA. You are programmed with your life mission, with what you're supposed to be doing here. And if you forget what that is, you just look at your excitements, your passions and your joys. What brings you joy is intimately connected to your gifts and your gifts are intimately connected to your, to your life mission. So you are good at something. You have talents and you have gifts and those talents and gifts, they're not programmed in you by coincidence, by chance, none of this. They're programmed on purpose. And so that's a good way to start. That's a good question to start for, for, for the people who haven't done this work yet. It's, is my business in alignment? Do I love what I do? And if I love what I do, fantastic. Keep going and just do a little bit of checkup and seeing, see, you know, in this moment right now, how's my business going? How are the details going? But if the answer to the question is, no, I, I don't like what I'm doing. It makes me a lot of money or, okay, it pays the bills or, you know, I started doing it 10 years ago and now I can't see myself doing anything else, but it doesn't really bring me a lot of joy, then, then we got to go deeper into that to find what does bring you joy. What does bring you joy? That's the, that, so that's the first question that I always ask when working with intuition with people that, that are really new in getting to know their intuition. Awesome. And so we do, there's a lot of questions coming in and I, I haven't been able to, to check in on a lot of them. Maybe after this, because we generally do a post in the group, maybe after cool. this, um, people be able to say their, their biggest takeaways and also give uh, some questions that we're, we're not able to answer. But one thing that Kelly said is something that I, I get a lot as well is that people say, well, what I love doing is hanging out with my mates. What I love doing is going to the beach. What I love doing is whatever. Um, 
what would you say, what would you say to someone that's just like, well, what I enjoy is, is something just feels so there, there can't possibly be a path here. What would, what would that, uh, what advice would you, would you give to that, those people? Yeah. So, so superficially it may seem like, you know, someone can say, Oh, I just like, you know, hanging out with my friends and, and doing nothing really. That's my passion is doing nothing, but that's not really true. That's superficially true because underneath that there's a level you go a level down and you're going to find that in all of us, there's this, um, there's this programming or this compass in all of us. There's a compass in us that knows that we have gifts and talents that are useful to ourselves and to others. So even, even the biggest bum on the face of the earth, they get tired of hanging out with their friends and being on the beach every day and doing nothing. It gets boring after a while. And so the question is, if you were on the beach for 10 days straight and you started to get bored, what would be the next thing you would want to do? Because eventually you're going to want to do something that involves either being useful or it involves creating something. There, there's something underneath that first level that people can tap into. But again, this is a question of training your intuition. So a lot of times when people answer that way, you know, oh, I just love to do nothing, sit on the couch and watch TV all day. No, that's not, that's not really true. It's because you're not in contact with your intuition. But once you get in contact with your intuition, you're going to find certain passions that are at the same time passions for you. And they're also very useful in a certain way whether it's being useful for yourself and for the people around you. There's a usefulness in some things that you enjoy and that's where your gold mine is. That's cool. That's so cool. That's, um, I think this is a huge topic. I, I, I want to talk about more about this and, and maybe do it in some other avenue, but it's learning the difference for me. It, it's, it was really learning the difference between what, when you say, what, you, what are your interests? What do you love doing? It's really a difference between what does your head want and what does your heart Want? What does your heart feel interest in? Because you could enjoy the beach, but you can enjoy the beach because you're avoiding yourself, or you could enjoy the beach because you're like nature speaks to me, right? Nature. This isn't me. I get sunburned all the time, so I don't go to the beach. But um, <laughs> but when you're in your heart, and you're like the just the the ocean or nature or the the animals speak to me here. You can feel it. You can feel when the beach is a calling to you, not from here, but from here. And so it's the exact same with when you're on your path, when you're on your journey, like, what is my interest? What do I love doing? Doing the stopping and looking in and speaking to your heart and, and listening to your intuition will give you the deep answers to what you're good at, what your interests are. Like for these calls, for the group coaching calls every week where we talk about this, I always say, I'm like, I would be doing this if none of you were here. I would still be doing this, talking about this stuff because <laughs> yeah. in my meditation, out of a two-hour meditation, I'm like, oh, my God, what if I just talk to them and just coach on whatever's flowing out of me? And so I'm doing it for me. I'm really doing yeah. it for me. It's my flow. This is what I love. And if, I, yeah. if, if other people benefit as a byproduct, that's awesome. But when you tap into your intuition, like you said, we all have a flow that wants to serve. We all have a purpose that is here to create or serve or make a difference. And so would you have any tips or advice yeah. or something that people can tap into there? Yeah. So, so another question too, that, that, um, that I like to go into with clients that are first starting because intuition, intuition or our heart intuition to me is a heart. It's a heart based, um, phenomenon, not a mind phenomenon in science. Intuition is studied as subconscious phenomenon. I don't, I don't view it as a subconscious phenomenon at all. I think it's a heart phenomenon, but that's a whole other conversation. But the point is when you start to train intuition, sometimes it's not easy for people because we've, when we've been so mind dominant for so long, it's hard to come into contact with our intuition. And for so many of us, we've been beaten down by the routines of life that we actually come to the point where I ask people, what do you love doing? And I've had so many clients say to me, I have no freaking idea what I love <laughs> doing anymore. That's how chronic it could get. That's how chronic it could get. And so then we ask another question, and this can also help. This can also help your tribe too. 
if you're not really sure how your passions can turn into a business or can turn into a path, if you're not really sure, um, maybe you have passions that are quirky or weird and you don't know, you don't know how to turn this into a business. The, another question that I, um, that I like and that I used in formulating my own business, because I relaunched my brand in 2018. So I started in 2014, but I didn't really consider it a business. I was kind of haphazardly doing things until 2018 where I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm taking this seriously now. And so I rebranded and restructured my whole business. And there was a valuable exercise that I did there. And I, and I gave that exercise to clients now too. And the exercise is to make a list of your strengths and what you're good at. So forget what do I love for just a second and write down a list of what am I good at? What are my strengths? So I wrote down the list of what my strengths were from what I can see from myself, right? Because we're what you'll find is that we're okay at, at evaluating ourselves, but there's, there's then another layer we can add to this to even make it cooler. So I wrote down a list of strengths that I had that I perceived in myself. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. I'm good at this, blah, blah, blah. Here are my strengths. And I made a list of them. And then what I did was I emailed at least 10 people in my circle and I emailed clients. I emailed some friends um, I emailed only one or two family members because family members are biased. <laughs> so I emailed some friends, some clients, some former coworkers. But the point is at least 10 people. You have to have a list of 10 people to send out an email. And the email is going to be, hi, you know, something around the, something around the, the you know, you can say, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a business or whatever. And I, I would just really love for you to let me know what you think my biggest strengths are. This is a valuable exercise. I got so much data from this. So I then took my list and I compared it to 20 emails that I had received from various people. And then I started to match things up. Oh, cool. And what was interesting was that in the, the people answered me back, they found particularities that I hadn't seen in myself. And so then I started to grab those things from the emails and I started to put them together with my list of strengths. And I came up with this map of Christina's strengths. And as soon as I tapped into my strengths, I then knew right away how I could serve <laughs> because I was getting this data from people. People were telling me that this is how they saw me. And so once I, uh, once I connected those dots, I knew how I could serve. So for example, one of, one of the key things people said to me over and over and over and over in emails was you have an ability to communicate complex issues and break them down into very structured way for people to understand. Well, guess what? Guess what I did with that? If you'll notice, if you watch my older videos, they have nothing to do with my newer videos. I restructured my entire YouTube channel playing on those strengths that people had shared with me. And so if you watch a video of mine now, you'll see it's structured, it's to the point, I break complex topics down into simple bite sizes for people to understand better. And I did that because of the feedback that I received from people. And what's interesting is that I did that and that just excited me more and more and more. I started to, to just get so excited and joyful with all of this different learning about myself and, and learning how I could take those strengths and serve with them created a lot of passion in me. So this is a great exercise that I use with clients a lot, especially when they're just starting out and they're trying to figure out a, what their passions are, b what they're good at and b and c how to turn that into a business. So this may be a simple exercise, but it's very valuable for you guys too. Jeez, that's cool. And so everyone who's, Everyone who loves um, the Connect Contribute Collaborate group or, or watches my content or listens to podcasts, send me a message, please, and let me know what my strengths are. Let me know what I'm good at. I don't even I don't really ask a lot for feedback, so I think I should do that more often. Um, but a lot of things that are coming towards me in terms of people who are listening to the podcast and they just reach out and they just give me some feedback just randomly. They say you have a really calm voice and you can and you have authenticity and everything like that. But Similar to what you're saying, people throughout my, my business journey have always said, man, you're an awesome connector. You love connecting people. And I'm like, man, that's my flow. That feels awesome. And people say, man, you're just authentic. You can, 
bring spirituality like you bring spirituality and break it down into easy steps and, and easy to understand concepts, um, all these different things. Um, people say you can feel, they can sense the care that the genuine care I have for them. Um, all these different qualities that were just feedback and I've never really asked for it. So, uh, here's my invitation. But it's good. It's good to ask for it. Yeah. It's good to ask for it because then what happens is again, receiving feedback, constructive feedback, right? Constructive feedback not not destructive feedback we've all received you know uh, if you're if you're on youtube you've definitely received that because you know there's 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 just a lot there are a lot of trolls out there too but but when i what i mean is constructive feedback where people are really looking in on you and they're giving you they're giving you you know tidbits on what your strengths are and how they see you because you'll know right away that those strengths are connected to your gifts and your talents, right? Because otherwise people wouldn't be saying that, hey, you know, Tyson, you're really good at connecting people. You're really good at networking. Well, okay, wait a minute. If, if people keep repeating that I'm good, good at that, then that must be a tool that I have in my toolbox and that tool must be valuable. So, okay, that tool is going to make up your whole life mission because you have a bunch of different gifts that all come together to create the tapestry of what you're supposed to be doing here. And so it makes it much easier when you, when you go through this type of exercise, it's much more clear than just saying, Oh, sit down in meditation and ask your intuition what you're supposed to be doing here. That's, that's difficult if you're just starting to work with intuition. Right. Gotcha. And so these practical steps were valuable for me in, in constructing my business. And, and it's really the reason that we're here today because it wasn't, it wasn't until 2018, again, like 2000 subscribers on my YouTube channel, you know, a few coaching clients, but nothing, nothing of, of the, you know, what I have now in 2018, I launched my, I launched my website. I filled out my retreats. It's my highest end product. I filled them out without having a website working. <laughs> and it was literally because I, when I understood what my strengths were, and when I understood how I could better serve, immediately everything exploded in my business. It really did. It has been an exponential explosion in my business. And it was doing, it was, it was really from doing simple things. Of course, it's more complex than that because, you know, then you have to get into, you know, more structured business components to this. But the basis of it, the basis of my business has always been matching my strengths with serving others That's matching awesome. my strengths with other people's pain points if you match your strengths with your audience's pain points you're going to make a lot of money mm. no question no question so that's that's, that's awesome. kind of how how i've how i've gotten here so this is a it's it's this is the answer that everyone's been sort of looking for it's in this it's like first of all Step number one is to stop. This is what nature's telling us. This is the, the energy on the planet and the consciousness is shifting. We're now looking inward. We're now, you know, it's we're now being being shown that we're that we can stop and that we can actually look in uh, and, and and look at the sides of us that we've been avoiding by by having an over dominated masculine energy. And then while you're in, you can ask yourself these quality questions. It's like if if you can't really tap into intuition ask yourself these questions like where are my interests what am i good at what are my strengths right that's something you can not only tap into deeply but if you struggle with that you can ask other people you can ask yourself even on a even on a surface level that'll help you dive in deeper that'll lead you to your gifts right that'll lead, definitely lead you to your gifts because you're like you said we all have this sort of innate blueprint this innate sort of intuition and guidance of what we're good at and when we look at our strengths, when we look at what we're good at, look at what we love, how that leads to our gifts, that will be tied in some way into how you may serve, into how you are here to contribute, and how, to, how you can create, how you can be an example. And so that in and of itself... That, that's if you the do starting that deeply, point, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you do that deeply, that's really tying into this question of how do I find my purpose? How do I find my calling within this, uh, within this chaos? Um, I know we need to wrap up because you need to go to bed. But is there anything else you would uh, you would 
like to end this call on in terms of in terms of uh, particular tips or what's coming up for you and then what we'll do is uh, you guys can look up Christina Lopes on YouTube while you're while you're talking I'll put a link in the in the chat for people um, so they can find your YouTube channel but with um, <clears throat> but in particular and we'll do the post so that people's questions here can get answered and uh, Christina can know your takeaway so I'll put that post up um, but is there any particular any particular thing that you would say for someone who's going through this, who's deeply going into their, uh, into their intuition? Is there something that, is there other pieces of wisdom, other people, other things that people might not know, whether it's Taoism or something like that, that you've implemented from, uh, you know, 2014 or 2018 when you made the shift? Is there anything in particular that goes sort of against the grain here that some people can have as a bit of a reframe that you've implemented in, in your life? Yeah, so so I, I can I can think of of a book that was really uh, life altering for me, and that that kind of that really Absolute started me on the path of. My heart to welcome you. Sorry, sorry, I was I thought I heard you talking. <laughs> no, no, that's uh, that was just my video. <laughs> yeah. So so there's a book that I would highly recommend, um, and it's called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And if you've never heard of that book, uh, that book changed my life and it changed kind of my outlook of, of you know, how to live my life mission. Um, so so that's, that's one place to start too. Um, because when you read that book, you're really going to understand how you, can, how you can build a life that goes way beyond your wildest dreams, including a business, because that's what happens in this book. Um, and you can do it in a completely different way from what we're used to doing. Um, the other thing that I'd probably add since, since I'm talking mostly to entrepreneurs, right? I'm talking mostly to business owners. So the other thing I would add is when you're able to figure out what your strengths are and your passions, and then you're able to match those, those strengths with people's pain points. The other thing that really shifted my business for me was I then figured out what my audience thought, what they felt, what they believed. So I basically got into their head and I, and I learned about my audience. I learned about my customer in a way that was, you know, I'm very structured in my thinking. If you've seen my videos, very structured in my thinking. So as soon as I figured out that my strengths could solve certain pain points. I then went out in the world and I basically interviewed dozens of people. I did market surveys. I sent out a bunch of different things and I found out, I learned about my client from the inside of their head. And so as soon as I started making videos and writing blog posts and writing social media posts, everything that I write, I'm writing to one specific person. It's my customer avatar that I know exactly who this person is. I know her better than herself. And so when I speak to her, she immediately gets it. And that's when everything exploded. When you're able to communicate, to message to your audience in that way, then your business takes off, especially if it's an online business. So I would say that's the next phase is learning how to tailor your messaging to the right person that you are targeting. And that was, that was key for me too. Wow. Um, you know, but, but these are different phases of, you know, these are different phases of your, of everyone's journey, right. Depending on where you are right now. Yeah. And that's where, that's where I'm at specifically is, is I'm going to be diving in deep on, on my avatars. Now I've been diving in deep on myself. I now know what I love doing, how I love serving. It's now, it's now a point where, I'm really starting to do some deep dives in terms of who I love serving and then the inner workings of their mind and what will really help them move forward. So I just created the post um, for everyone in the group and I think it really helped Christina as well to know what your biggest takeaways were. This is what the post looks like. Cool. Um, so if you could jump on there and let Christina and myself know what your biggest takeaway was, and then also what your follow-up questions are. This might be the one that didn't get answered here or one that you might have in your head. If you can just leave that as a comment, no doubt myself and Christina will jump in there and, um, and make sure those are answered. And she'll be able to also see who was on this call. Um, so if you want to connect with her, 
uh, and and reach out and add it to your network. Definitely, definitely do that. It's definitely something to. It's definitely something that's going to benefit you moving forward. And then I put the link here to um, her uh, to her YouTube channel. So check out some of her videos in terms of navigating your way through this spiritual awakening and and make sure you're following your path of purpose and all those really really cool topics. Um, and yeah, definitely, I'll see you guys in the group and I'll see you on the post. Is there anything else you wanted to finish up on, Christina? No, no, it was great connecting with you guys. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're like me and you have a heart that wants to contribute, you might want to come join us over on the online Facebook community called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. This is the community of heart-centered business owners who are all doing this internal work. We mastermind around the latest business topics. We collaborate with each other to grow as one. And we do what we can to assist some charities and worthy causes around the world. So head over to TysonCoaching.com where you can find the link to join. And if you know you want to dive in deep into this work yourself, sign up for the free transformational group coaching calls. Whether you want to uncover some unconscious patterns or shift those you're already aware of, or maybe even just benefiting from the live coaching of other members, there's always takeaways that lead to more peace and clearly more business success on the other end. Because I believe it's not what you learn here that's going to help you with your awakening, it's what you actually do with it. So if it feels like your expansion, jump over to TysonCoaching.com and I'll see you in the community. Take care now.